in partnership with The Morning Chalk Up and part of The Morning Chalk Up Podcast Network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Mark Your Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Mark Your Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkier.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles, you can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions, but check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mercury jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe, and uh, you have a public profile, and me, you may be our next winner. Thanks. Okay, can we talk about the most delicious protein bars ever made? They have 20 grams of protein, no added sugar. The macros are phenomenal, like 200 calories. They are delicious, like a treat. Can't believe that the macros are the way they are and that the nutrients are what they are because they taste like a candy bar. Um, and I know my candy bars pretty well. I'm like a Snickers type of person. There's no aftertaste. They have so many flavors to choose from. If you don't, if you're not a fan of the caramel cashew, they've got salty peanut. They have a hazelnut nougat. They've got a chocolate dough, a crispy fudge, um, cookies and cream, white chocolate almond. They're all delicious, but check them out at bearbells.com and uh, try some for yourself. You won't be sorry. They're delicious. Totally awesome. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale. I am your host. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. We have my co-host Charlie with us today and my new friend Ariel Lowen. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for being on. Uh, we're so excited about this. Ariel is a five-time regionals athlete and just won the Granite Games semifinal event and is going to the CrossFit Games for the first time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want like to start. It. I want to start kind of with an origin story of you. And did you always live in Texas? Yes. Well, my parents grew up in the military, so around high school we moved a little bit. But I graduated from high school in Midland, Texas, okay. and then since then have been in Texas. And I think I read somewhere that you did gymnastics growing up. I did. So that was all in Nebraska. So from about four years old till 15, I was actually, this is a cool little story. I was actually at the same gymnastics gym that 
Stacy Tovar went and worked on her gymnastic skills. She actually went to the gym I did gymnastics with um, back in Nebraska. So that was neat to see my old coach, Kathy Cahoy, Stacy Tovar went to her for gymnastics help. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and Stacy's featured that on her Instagram and yeah. stuff. So yeah, that's pretty so cool. She'll feature it. And I'm like, that was my coach too. I'll <laughs> have to reach out to her. <laughs> And so what level of gymnast were you? Were you pretty high level at that time? Or? I worked up to, I want to say level nine. So there's level 10 and then there's basically um, from level 10, you could go on to the Olympics. So I wasn't quite Olympics by any means, but I did pretty well for myself. That's good. And it gave you the right base for CrossFit. Yeah. Without even knowing it, it was perfect. So what was it that transitioned you from gymnastics to CrossFit? And was it, was it seamless or did you have a gap in there? Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I, we must've lost you for a second. Um, when was there, a, what was the transition from gymnastics to CrossFit or was there a gap in there with something else? Yeah. So from gymnastics, I actually went on to do cheerleading. So I did all-star cheerleading for a little bit, cheerleading in high school. And then after high school, I coached cheerleading. So from coaching cheerleading, I actually met Charles was my boss who introduced me to CrossFit. So they all kind of like weaved in together. And I love telling my, um, how I found CrossFit story. So Charles wanted me to come try CrossFit, but of course in high school, I'm not making enough money to pay for a membership. So the box he went to actually was nice enough to let me go there for free if I cleaned their sweat towels, if I cleaned the gym. So they helped me and kind of, I would clean the gym. They would teach me how to do a snatch. I would clean the gym. They'd say, okay, come here for a free membership. So they kind of put their pride aside and let me come for free and help build me into this, this CrossFit athlete. <laughs> That's, That's really neat. cool. Kind of yeah. like a, like a working scholarship or an internship. Exactly. And they actually, that's, there was CrossFit Midland here in Midland and they were the first gym that I went to regionals with. So they got to see the person who didn't even know what an Olympic lift was, what a butterfly pull-up was, and then eventually go to regionals in 2014. And that was just all them like guiding me and teaching me. That was really neat. So I also read, and this is more for me, um, you have your MBA. What I made, do, yeah. What made you get your MBA? <laughs> Two things. Um, number one, I don't, I don't feel like I have any special um, trade as far as being a nurse, being a doctor, being an engineer. So to me, MBA is just very well-rounded. I could go anywhere with that aspect. And then number two, I loved writing papers and I actually really enjoyed college. So whenever I got out of my bachelor's, I was like, oh, I don't want to go into the real world. So it was just another extension of, I can stay in school a little bit longer and not have to grow up. <laughs> and it worked <laughs> nice. out pretty well for me. Yeah. When I, uh, I got my MBA as well. Oh, um, and, and I do not know why I did it or <laughs> um, halfway through it was, it almost was creating a, causing a divorce with my wife. Oh, and no. I was like, should I just quit now? But I was too far in. And mm -hmm. so we just, we buckled down and finished it up. But um, good but for yeah. you. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot more than I anticipated. Oh, I believe it. Well, I wasn't married or had kids. So I can only imagine having a family that'd be a lot harder. Yeah, I had both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get the bonus points.
Yeah. Um, so moving into to CrossFit, so you, you're at Midland and mm-hmm. you, who is your, did you stick with that coach like throughout your regionals and, or did you so actually special? Yeah. So I was at a small community college at first. So I stayed at, it was called CrossFit Midland. And then from there, I went to Texas Tech for a semester. So transferred my CrossFit journey over there. And from there, I actually moved to Abilene for a little bit. And in Abilene, I went to Hardin-Simmons for my school and actually worked out with Roy Gamboa. I'm sure you guys know him. Yeah, he he punched his ticket this weekend too. Yeah, he's punched his ticket quite a few more times than I have. Yeah, (laughs) But he he helped me a lot as far as like Olympic lifting and just like watching him move and the mechanics of his CrossFit is something neat to watch. So I'd say that's when I started really taking the whole competing at the game serious was when I worked out with him. And I put a little too much pressure on myself. So while he was amazing, it didn't help me a ton because I tried to hold myself up to his standard. And then from there, 2018 happened. I got pregnant, moved back to Midland, and I'm now at Renewed Strength CrossFit. That's kind of where the journey has taken me. (laughs) Well, so let's go back. You fast forward a little too far for me. Um, Sorry. (laughs) So 2014. (laughs) No, that's okay. That's the way these things go. And that's that's fine. Um, so 2014, you finished sixth at regionals, right? One, one and spot I would out. have technically gone if I could do legless rope climbs. It was, that was the only event that I got like second to last in. Cause I got seven legless rope climbs and then no repped one. And I just completely fell apart and couldn't do one. But anyways, go ahead. And so that was the event that took a lot of people out that year. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, what's I mean, cool is. I kind of saw it as my redemption. The event seven had legless rope climbs in it. So to me, I was like, I'm going to do two and I'm going to make them the best two legless rope climbs (laughs) I've ever done and punch my ticket. (laughs) So, so the next three years at regionals, you, you don't never come as close as you do that first year. Right. And, and I think I read somewhere you put, you put a lot of pressure on yourself at that point and a lot of your self-worth was based on your performance in those regionals. Oh, hundred percent. I even would go into the um, weekends of regionals just with like that sense of like, you almost can't take a huge deep breath because you're so nervous and you're analyzing every event, every athletes that there, what they did, what I have to do to beat them. You're just like, too much in your head when all you have to do is move. So I definitely feel like my mental game hurt me and hindered my physical game because I just put too much pressure and then working out with Gamboa who's amazing he would go and get first in almost every workout and I'm like well if I'm working out with him I've got to be at that same standard and then I put that pressure on top of the other pressure so it was just too much in my head and I think it would show in my performances I would just be a a decent regional crossfitter I'd get 10th I'd get 12th I'm like okay that's decent but I never would come close to cracking the top of the surface so what was it like working out with Roy every day? Were you, were you staying with him? And was that, was there like a difference in how it was in training and at the, at the regionals? Yes and no. He's so consistent that even in training, he would beat me by three minutes. And then that's exactly what he'd do at regionals. Whereas I wasn't even close to him. So it didn't help me a ton because he would okay. still crush me every day. The only time I could get him was on his weakness days. So he would work on handstand push-ups, and I love handstand push-ups. 
or he would work on handstand walks and I'd love handstand walks. But when it came to, okay, let's do wall balls, rowing and pull-ups, he would always kind of put me in my place, (laughs) (laughs) which is totally fine. But I wasn't hanging with him in training. So at regionals, I couldn't hang at that level either. Okay. So it, it turns out that you were actually pregnant during the 2018 regionals. Yeah. And I 100% told uh, my, my boyfriend, but now husband, I said, do not let me do regionals again. I'm having no fun. I feel like crap. Like I'm done after this. And then we went home and come to find out it's because I had a little baby inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> Zapping all your energy out. Exactly. <laughs> There's even a picture of me on the handstand walk obstacle. And for the life of me, I couldn't do that obstacle. But I feel like it's because my balance was all out of whack, being upside down and who knows what goes on in there. But <laughs> it's funny looking back at it. Yeah. So at that point, you find out you're pregnant. Right. Do you consider yourself retired at that moment? I do, because I had had such a miserable time in Salt Lake City. The, being so much in my head, so much pressure, then I didn't feel good and I didn't compete well. I was like, you know, don't let me do this again. Um, I'm going to retire my last name, Armstrong, because I loved it so much. I'll be a low in now. I'll have a kid. And my goal then was just go to the noon class, work off the baby weight and look like I'm a fit mom. That was my goal. And it worked for a yeah. year. And then this past September in 2020, I was feeling great, moving great. And I'm just attending like a normal member. I pay my membership. I go to the gym and the coach, the owner of the gym was like, Hey, what if we try and go to the games this year? And I was just like, sure. So I just, I went along with it. Still did the noon class on Wednesdays. We do about an hour extra, an hour extra of just working on weakness. Let's work on the bike. Let's work on the rower, legless rope climbs. Then the open came around and I did decent, not great. And then quarterfinals came around. And then after quarterfinals, I kind of got the itch like, okay, whatever you want me to do, coach, I'll do it. And I'm, I'm just going to go all in mentally training, whatever I have to do to just do really well at semifinals. So you were, I mean, in all, in all reality, you were retired yeah. for, for a while. Oh, 100%. And yeah. when, when the owner of the gym comes to you and says that, are you just going along to like make him feel okay about it? Or did you truly believe that this was realistic for you? I think it was a little bit of both. I think I always had that itch inside of like, let's go to the games. So when he came to me, I was like, of course, who doesn't want to go to the games? But I did have a little bit of doubt as far as like, okay, yeah, let's try. But if I fail, it's because I'm a mom. Or if I fail, it's because I um, had a baby or I'm not doing this full time. So I was, he might've seen it as all in, but I still mentally had this like list of excuses of if I don't make it, this is my backup plan. Like it's cause I'm a mom. I don't do this full time. So it wasn't until probably event five at semifinals this past weekend that I was like, I can do this. He wasn't just being crazy talking to me <laughs> that I could um, do well at semifinals in the games. That's awesome. Cause my next question was going to be like, when did you fully truly buy in? And it wasn't until event five. It's event five. I kept waiting because these other regionals I've gone to, I have an event that just kills me. So I kept waiting all weekend, like, okay, which event is going to kill me? 
the thruster run didn't go as I planned it to, but I got eight. So I was like, okay, that's not going to kill me. Handstand walk. I love the handstand walk. And I was like, okay, surely the wall ball one is going to kill me. And that's the one that I feel like I just excelled on. So I still didn't believe it until doing the back-to-backs and getting first. And I was like, okay, this guy isn't crazy. <laughs> I, w- I want to talk about those two events specifically in a minute, Yeah. but I want to go yeah. back. So, so quarterfinals, you make quarterfinals, top 10%. If you're a right. really good CrossFitter, you're going to be in the top 10% in the open. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But, but then you finish 59 in the quarterfinals. Right. Not top of the leaderboard by any means. Right. But 59th is pretty good in North America for someone doing one hour a day with one day <laughs> a week working on their weaknesses. Thanks. I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. Like that's uh, phenomenal. So thank you. So did your did your belief grow gradually as these things are happening? Or it did, did it come on like a flood in event five? <laughs> um it definitely came on like a flood in event five. But leading up to training, I even told one of the coaches at the gym, his name's Sai, I told him leading up to semifinals, like, I'm loving training right now. And I was like, I really hope after semifinals, I make it to the games just because I'm having so much fun doing my squat cycle, getting stronger, working on rowing intervals, and just seeing a change in my muscles and how I move. And just, I never expected after a kid to be moving better and being stronger. So that process, and then after event five, it was just full send mentally. <laughs> so how cool was it that you had someone in your corner that believed in you so much? I know. Isn't that awesome? Right? But until you believed it in event five, he believed in you up until that point. Yeah. So what is, that, what is that relationship like? It's good. We're, we have a very like professional, we don't really, he has twins. We don't talk a ton about kids. I kind of show up to the gym do what he tells me and then we go home. But after this weekend, I've definitely put him on a higher pedestal of like, how cool is it that this owner saw something in me that I didn't even see. And he had the guts to call it out and rise me to that level and help take me there. So I think our relationship definitely has gotten stronger, but it's just so cool to see. We actually, after event seven, there's a video on our Instagram, um, our Texas crowd was crazy. They all got their Gatorade water bottles and poured Gatorade over his head as like the coaches. <laughs> so that was a really cool experience for him. I know he was excited. So speaking of your crew, your Texas crew in, they in awesome? Minnesota, they were chanting <laughs> Ariel, Ariel, oh my that gosh. whole last day so right. loud. Like it was almost like you had a home field advantage. Well, what's so funny. So there were five five, maybe six people that went, but it's just each one of those people are so crazy and on fire (laughs) that they would like stand here and they'd be like, Ariel's coming next. They'd talk to the people around them, behind them and be like, we chant Ariel. And then when your athlete goes, we're chant for them. So they were like trading athletes. And so they were just, I called them my hype men all weekend. (laughs) They were having a blast. It It was was so so cool to see. And I think their energy helped me have such a good energy too. Because if you've got people out there just in your corner going crazy, screaming for you, how could you not be excited? Yeah. And it was fun. Like we've all been locked down for so long and here we are finally out in public together and people got to be crazy and goofy and it was so cool. 
It was awesome. I sent each of them a little text afterwards and I was like, you are awesome. Thanks for being my high man and coming with us <laughs> to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so let's look at the weekend, right? So you yeah. come in and like you said, 59th wasn't a top of the leaderboard in any stretch, but no. pretty phenomenal for what you've been doing. Thank what you. did you change from quarterfinals to semifinals in your training? So number one, a huge thing was my diet. Um, January 1st, I struggled a lot with an eating disorder called binge eating. So I'd be super restrictive. And then Saturday and Sunday would come and I swear I would eat everything that was in the pantry. So quarterfinals came and I did some research on it. I asked God to help me with this. And he helped me focus on semifinals and fueling my body versus restricting what I was eating so I could look a certain way. He was like, let's not worry about how much you weigh, what the scale says, let's work on fueling. So he gave me my, my, um, my plans. So I was on a squat cycle and, um, kind of like rowing weakness. So like a rowing cycle with intervals, and then I would do the noon class. And I really shifted my perspective of, I'm going to follow this training program all in, and I'm just going to fuel my body. So I really feel like not only was the training better, but mentally I was healthier and physically I was fueling my body like it needed to. And I definitely saw in the Granite Games, the final day I felt great and I performed great because I was just focusing on like, okay, I'm just, if I'm hungry for a chicken, I'm going to eat chicken. Not, I have to have 1500 calories and I can't eat a penny more. So definitely eating was my biggest weakness. And it also helped me a lot in training. I got to tell you, like, I'm actually tearing up right now. I was diagnosed, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was diagnosed with binge eating, eating disorder in oh, November. I'm so sorry. And it's I've real. been working on it since January myself. And I, I've lost 54 pounds. Um, and I, awesome. I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. Right. And, and so just here, like that you were able to, able to overcome to a point of winning the Granite Games. Like that Isn't just that gives awesome? me hope that I'm going to be able to do the same. Well, not win the Grand well, Games, but. <laughs> hey, you never know. Don't count the yourself Lord wants you Come to. on. Yeah. <laughs> well, congrats. I'm encouraged by that too, because I don't think people realize it is real and you can't just like tell your body no. It's like this mental inside of you is just eat, eat, eat. Yeah. Well, I'm encouraged for you. Good job. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, um, so you, you changed training up a little bit. You changed your eating up. Mm -hmm. And then, right. so I, the workouts come out. What, what are you thinking as they come out? Are you getting confident or are you worried? I'm a little worried. So normally I would be excited if I saw handstand walk, handstand push-up, ring muscle up. Those three, I feel like are my jam. So when the first workout came out and it was strength, I don't see myself as a huge strength athlete. And then they came out with running and thrusters, not really my strength. So I was worried as it went on, but I didn't realize how much being on a strong squat cycle could help everything. So like I PR'd my snatch because I felt like my legs were stronger. The dumbbell thrusters weren't as heavy. So at this point, I don't even realize how my coach is helping me prepare for all of these workouts. And I see them come out and I just get start to get worried, but it actually works in my favor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as the weekend went on, so we get to event five. Right. And five and six, back to back one and two, or was it back to back oh, one and two? Right. You 
killed it. It's amazing. Oh, I still have replays. I'll watch the replay on YouTube and I'm like, this is the moment when I knew I was going to win it. And I was just cheesing and just soaking in everything. Yeah, you were but smile on your face running through the finish oh, yeah. lines. And- I did have a little bit, I feel like, an advantage. So anytime we do wall balls at the gym, it's always, if you want to do RX Plus, it's a 20-pound wall ball. So we're talking about two years of training a 20-pound wall ball definitely helps. At the Granite Games, it felt like I'm just at my gym. We do this all the time. So it never really got in my head. Do you do a 10-foot target? I do not. So that was a little tricky. And so it wasn't just a 10 foot target. It was 10 foot target and there's a little black box. And if you don't hit that little black box in the middle, it's a no rep. So I made sure every rep I was jumping, I was flicking my wrist, just whatever I could do to not get no rep. And I think that was a little challenging for most of the athletes on the field, even for me, but that's mostly what I heard is mm-hmm. a lot of them train the 20 pound wall ball, but not to the 10 foot target. Yeah. So I don't mind um, last minute surprises like that. Other athletes it might've gotten in their head, but I like to take it and twist it and use it to my advantage. And it worked. So how much D ball work do you do? Um, once a week. <laughs> I'm telling you, our programming at Renew Strength CrossFit was like made for the Granite Games. We have, our D balls are huge. So when we do hundred pound D balls, I literally like can barely touch my fingertips around them. So on the competition floor, I could hug that thing and just throw it over. So it's almost as if um, God was preparing our coach at Renewed Strength to program these workouts, just like, so I'm working on them all year without even realizing it. So it was definitely a blessing. And you were a throw the over the shoulder. Yeah, I was a thrower over the shoulder. Yeah, because I don't, of, it was weird, like half and half. Yeah, and I didn't see the point of controlling it to my shoulder. I'd rather just flop it over and turn around and then flop it over. But to yeah. each their own. <laughs> and then the, like you killed the dumb, or the D-ball stepovers. I loved them. So we only have 80-pound D-balls. We have an 80-pound and a 100-pound. So when I practiced that event, I practiced it with an 80 so doing it with a 70, I was like, I can do anything. This is so much nicer. <laughs> so that was a nice little treat. And then the heat. So in Texas, like today, it was about 108 with no breeze. So being on the field at the Granite Games in the 90s with a breeze was awesome versus today in Texas. It literally killed me. So I did have a little bit of an advantage being used to that scorching heat in texas and then coming over yeah that yeah for us midwesterners that was that was rough exactly (laughs) i wasn't even doing the workouts i was just (laughs) standing on that turf was so hot it was hot don't get me wrong it was hot so so the last event it had that's the one with the legless rope climbs into the regular rope climbs right Um, and legless was what kept you out of the games Mm mm-hmm and exactly. did you go into that event with confidence? Um, so backstage, we're corralled up. I don't know if you've seen how they corral us. Right oh, before yeah. we went on, I just prayed. I was like, God, I don't care if I win this event. I don't care if I win the weekend. I just want to go to the games. And he had kind of solidified, regardless how I finished in event seven, I was going to the games. So I actually turned around. I fist pumped Emma Carey. And I was like, you've got this. 
and I hoped it motivated her to like go out there and show how awesome she is. Um, but really I was just in my own lane, just like, I don't care if I beat this girl next to me, this girl next to me, I'm just doing my two legless rope climbs and then I can breathe and move on through the rest of the workout. <laughs> so that event for me was kind of like redemption with the two legless and then just finish it and enjoy it. There was one time when I was doing the clean and jerks that I was just like looking at the crowd, like two more and I'm going to the games one more. And then I was just, just living in the moment. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you seem to do okay with the overhead walking lunge. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else did not have the same experience. No. Um, I went back and watched the replay because I didn't even realize what was happening all around me, but wow, it looked rough. It looked well, rough. I don't know if gymnastics helps, being flexible helps, um, but it really, it was great for me. So I'll take that as a win for sure. Yeah. And it, that's a classic CrossFit finishing move, right? Mm -hmm. The march to the finish. Um, and you passed so many people. And it's so funny that your blinders were on. I know. Because because you didn't even know what was going on, but like so no. many people were dropping and you just kept chugging right along. Which makes me, if I reflect back on it, being greedy, I was like, I should have pushed it harder because it would have been a breeze to just take all three wins for the last day of the Granite Games. <laughs> but it, tomato, tomato, it doesn't matter in the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, my heart. I was just going to say my heart broke for a lot of those girls because there's no way you want to finish a weekend by failing overhead lunges again and again and again. Like what a horrible way to end the weekend. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually close with a couple of the athletes that failed and it just broke uh, my heart watching it. Yeah. Oh, my heart literally, I almost cried for Emma when it all went down and it happened because she works her butt off and you can tell she was hungry for it. She was out to kill. She was going so fast. So I, I really hope she's all right. And, and you two were tied going into that last event. We were. And she took off. And I was like, you go, girl. This is yours. I'm just going to do my two legless, not get no reps. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then go from there. And your, your consistency actually helped you in that instead of going out so hot. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, God was working this weekend. It was awesome. So you finished, did you know at that point you had won it? I didn't know until I think his name was Derek came up to grab me for an interview. And then from there, I was like, I told my husband, I was like, give me my sunglasses because I'm not going to be ugly crying when they come. <laughs> <laughs> so he hands me my sunglasses and I just kept them on for the remainder of the evening. But if you would have seen my face, there were just tears just flowing out so much. I was just so thankful. I was so thankful and it's so, fun. So my, uh, my husband was my, my coach backstage this weekend, not the owner of the gym. And he was so much fun because every event, I mean, back there is a competitive environment. Everybody's kind of like sizing each other up and it's very tense. He was fun to have back there because it was just so relaxed. I'd do a lift. I'd come over and joke with him. I'd warm up a little bit. And even this is my favorite story from the weekend We'd check in to athlete check-in, which was Thursday at three and everybody's downstairs. There's cameras all around the, the Alessandra Pacelli, um, Mal O'Brien. And it's kind of like tensions are tight and we're all freaking out. 
And here my husband is with jelly beans in his pocket. And he pulls them out to eat them and they spill everywhere on the floor. So he's, <laughs> he's dodging in between the athletes, like picking up his jelly beans, like breaking the tension. So you can just tell my my support system this week was just so light and goofy that, oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> so speaking of that, awesome. like, how did you meet your husband? Yeah, we met in high school. We were mm. best friends. And then after high school, we started dating and we've pretty much been together ever since. Um, so my first CrossFit competition ever was in 2013. And I have a picture of him when he was there cheering me on. And then now and like he was there with me when I retired from CrossFit and now he's back with me when I came back from CrossFit so just cool and so what what does your family think about all of this you know you a year ago you were retired and now I know and now I'm coming back um my um in-laws they actually live in Dubai my husband's mother so they're all pumped and they might fly down for the games which I really hope they do my family is excited, but I still don't think they understand like the full depth of what the CrossFit games are, but they actually watched my daughter this past weekend and watched online and everything. So it was pretty sweet. And then my sister and brother-in-law actually go to Renewed Strength CrossFit. So we've got like the whole family working out there and they so, get it, of course. <laughs> we're going to take a short break from our interview to tell you about our newest sponsor, up before you coffee they are an amazing coffee it is delicious has different little notes of chocolate and things like that um, and it's really clean and crisp uh, when you drink it in the morning uh, but they have a light roast uh, they also have a medium roast as you can see there um, we are so excited about the sponsor sponsorship uh, if you use clydesdale 20 all caps Clydesdale 20, you can get 20% off your order. Just go to upbeforeyou.com and uh, order your coffee. It's delicious. You'll love it. So what are you most excited about going to the games? Oh, you're going to laugh at me. Number one, did you, we get noble gear. Like how amazing is that? <laughs> that we get all of this noble swag. And then number two, the fangirl inside of me can't wait to see and compete alongside like Tia Toomey, Brooke Wells. Like I just get to see the greats in person. I've seen them on camera for so long. Now I get to see them in person. And then number three, I just really want to go and surprise myself like I did at the Granite Games. Yeah. So I get a little taste, hopefully of all three of those. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, swag would be number one on my list too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So they drug tested us. Then we go back and they're like, okay, time to get you fitted for your noble gear. And I was just like fangirling inside. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. So, um, so I know that faith plays a big role in your life. And I kind of want to yeah. spend some time on that. Yeah. Of so course. did you grow up a Christian or did that come later in life? I grew up a Christian, but I didn't really... Um, how would I say, like your faith doesn't become your own until you branch out and read the Bible on your own and develop this relationship on your own. I'd say I struggled a lot when I first found out I was pregnant with my daughter. My faith really came into question because I had so much shame of like, oh, I'm not married yet. 
the church says you should do this. The Bible says you should do this. So I dealt with a lot of shame, embarrassment, but it really wasn't until God showed me like he's all forgiving. He, his grace is enough for you that I really developed this faith on my own. And through having my daughter and just seeing how he's provided in my life, my faith has grown so much stronger. And being here in Midland, we're a part of a good community. And we have like our own little Bible study that we've just opened the word. So it's just really neat to see what I thought at the time in 2018 was like, oh, I'm pregnant. This is life shattering. God used to show me like how amazing a mother's love is and how amazing he is that he can still do good things with a mom or someone who's given up on themselves a little bit. So that really shaped the Christian I am today and seeing God's goodness just sprinkled all around my life. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little more emotional because you're oh, saying you're things so that, been, that I've talked to with my counselor over the last. Oh, really? Yeah. So we relate to each other, Scott. <laughs> so, okay. Um, let me regroup. So mm-hmm. in 2014, that 2014 to 18 stretch. Right. God wasn't number one priority. Exactly. It was me. I'm strong. I'm, um, I'm able to snatch. It's me. It's my power, but I'd still pray at night, read my Bible, but I never really clicked until after I had my daughter that like, I messed up. I need forgiveness and God's good enough to always forgive everything and just be my rock. And everything we have was a gift from him. Exactly. That's what uh, I was telling my husband. I get emotional just talking about it. I, my hope, like on my heart, I just wanted to share my favorite Bible verse. And I was like, God, give me a chance. And so I went into a van, the one with the handstand walk. And I was like, oh, I love handstand walks. I'll witness one. And I give my little speech. And God was like, no, just wait till tomorrow. And of course I didn't, I didn't win that one. I got maybe fourth or fifth. Um, And then he had something so much greater planned to win two back to back. And now the whole CrossFit community is watching and I get to share my verse. So just there, I was like, God is, he knows what he's doing. I just need to learn to trust. And even now I tear up thinking, oh, I have a plan. I'll win this event. And he's like, no, just wait, let's win two in a row and really make them listen to your verse. And that's how I perceive it. At least a man, he's good. He's great. Yeah. Um, and, and it's probably that God had a plan for you not to make the games back then. And now this year, when you're going, your priorities are right and you're going to enjoy it so much more. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm, I, it's so cliche, but I, January 1st, I kind of let go and let God and just gave him my CrossFit season and was like, if I make it amazing, if I don't, you're still amazing. And I'm still a wife, a mother, I'm loved, I'm a child of God. So just and the peace you have, I couldn't get over how much peace and enjoyment I had this weekend because I didn't have this, the fear of the devil on me or like anxiousness or anything. It was just amazing. Yeah, I, I you know, I was on the sidelines and I watched you and you, you never seemed nervous. You never seemed no. shaken. You never, you just, you were having a good time. And just mm-hmm. like soaking in the moment. And it, it was, was really cool to watch. That's just got at work. Cause I tried five years on my own. <laughs> we all know how that worked out, but this year <laughs> I just handed it over to him. Yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, end with some rapid fire questions. 
let's do it. <laughs> and so um, the first one I have for you is what is your favorite Bible verse and kind of explain why it is your favorite Bible verse. Yeah. So my favorite Bible verse, I actually found it when I was in high school and it's just kind of stuck with me ever since then. It's Proverbs 21, 31, and it's the horse prepares for the day of battle, but the victory rests with the Lord. And so I perceive it. I kind of twist it to fit CrossFit and it's, I can train my butt off all I want, but the Lord is the one who helps me get the victory. And I just love it because it helps me put into perspective. I cannot do this on my own. I need the Lord's help. And you were such a witness to that. That is so oh, awesome. God is good. <laughs> he helped me. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Um, how about your favorite rest day activity? Definitely. Um, my daughter and I have scooters. <laughs> so we'll scooter around the block together or she'll ride her bike and I'll just walk next to her. But I love anything outdoors and just trying to get her outdoors as much as possible. Coffee or pre-workout? Coffee. So fun fact, I, I I feel like a hippie saying this. I don't believe in supplements. So like if I want protein, I'm going to get it from chicken. If I want um, pre-workout, I'm going to get it from eating oatmeal. So I like to stay very whole foods based. So I actually don't take pre-workout or protein or anything like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's worked so far. We'll see if it works. We had a little bit of a freeze there. Oh yeah. Okay. We're back on. Um, in you, what is in your dream garage gym? Ooh, good question. So number one, my husband is in construction, so we have glass garage doors. So that alone in my garage gym is a win. I would love an assault runner, which are very expensive, but they're amazing. An assault runner, we already have a squat rack from Rogue. We already have some barbells. So I'd honestly just say a assault runner and a rower. That would complete it for me. And now you're going to have a games placard. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. And even that check to put in the garage. So yeah. like all I asked the Lord was for uh, Ariel Lowen. Now I get a little check to put next to it and all this game <laughs> stuff. So I'm excited. Awesome. Excited. So what was your favorite event at the Granite Games? I'm sure we can guess. You can guess at the time, <laughs> which is so crazy because there was nothing skill in it. It was just put your head down and wall ball, DHD and D ball clean. But yeah, definitely my favorite event, hands down. Um, 30 years from now, what do you yeah. see yourself doing? Okay, this one's fun. So I actually got my real estate license back during the pandemic. So I see myself in my real estate license and my husband building homes and we're like a partner team. He'll build it. I'll sell it for him. That'd be the dream. Nice. Great. <laughs> now here's a weird one. Would you rather fly 10 miles an hour or be able to run a hundred miles an hour? Ooh, I'd probably go with flying. I think it'd be sweet to be up in the air. I'm not afraid of heights. I love anything crazy outdoors adventurous. So I'd go with flying. Yeah, that's actually caused a lot of debate among us. Yep. Really? What's yeah, your I, answers? Now I'm curious. Mine is run 100 miles an hour because I've Here's never been a fast runner. Okay. And it'd be really cool to be fast once. And I think that flying at 10 miles an hour would be very frustrating. Because it's so slow? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. 
I could definitely see that. I'm thinking more at the top of a cliff and you can just fly down by the ocean. Mine is more relaxed flying. <laughs> what about you, Charlie? Uh, mine was running too. Running, okay. Yep. Nice. We actually we actually asked a lot of athletes at the MAC that question. Yeah. And it was funny. It it caused like a lot of debate amongst the athletes. It was really fun. That's so funny. That's so funny. Good question. Yeah. Uh so you so you win the Granite Games. What was mm-hmm. the celebration dinner you had? Oh, so I'm a dessert person. So I I already told the crew I was with, they like to get a little crazy because we're from Texas, but I said, do not buy me any shots because I don't enjoy alcohol. So I had a cheeseburger, I had chips and queso, I had little donut holes, they had little ice cream, just all the good food, but it's okay because I, yeah, exactly. And then of course at Mall of America, there was Carlos Bakery. So I was like, I just want a cannoli, maybe one of their little cakes. So just more dessert based than Mm -hmm. um, food, I would say. That is the best celebration dinner I've heard. Oh, is it it? Cheeseburger, <laughs> chips and queso, and all the desserts. Yeah, all so the they desserts. rented out a, a little booth for us at Top Golf, and I was like, "You guys golf all you want. I'll be here with the food." <laughs> <laughs> I worked all weekend. I don't need to be yeah, yeah. athletic. Exactly. Exactly. Well, those those are the questions. I got to tell oh, you, this it. is this was a blast um you're you're just a special athlete and I'm so glad I got to meet you oh Scott I'm so encouraged by you so thanks for sharing your personal stuff as I shared mine I appreciate that yeah with you Charlie well thank you very much thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends in partnership with the Morning Chalk Up please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review it really helps our podcast thank you so much and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.